Welcome to AMD Tech Talk, your source for the latest in data center innovation and insight on AMD's latest technology breakthroughs. Now here's your host, Dylan Larson. Hi, welcome back to AMD Tech Talk. I'm Dylan Larson. Today, we're gonna to be joined by Allison Klein of Tech Arena. We're talking about an important trend in the continued distribution of workload in cloud environments, multi-cloud. Allison, you and I have been in the data center arena for quite some time, and we've been looking at the growth in cloud, we've looked at new technologies that, that are driving in the cloud and the exciting things about driving growth in the industry. Uh, where do you see customers using multiple clouds today? Hey, Dylan, it's great being on the program and great talking to you. I was trying to figure out what technologies we were talking about when we first met each other, and I think it was virtualization. So it's been a while that we've known each other and have been circling these waters of data center. I think that I just wrote a report earlier this year on the cloud trend and top trends in tr cloud. And multi-cloud is absolutely the direction that enterprises are going. They're getting even more complex with different cloud providers chosen for performance characteristics because of acquisitions. Multi-cloud is here to stay. Uh, the complexities of managing multi-cloud are numerous, and I'd love to talk to you about them. Love to talk about it too, Allison. I think it has been quite a while since the days of virtualization, which is now underpins anything, it seems. The thing that I think is so interesting is we're seeing more and more diverse sets of workloads coming to the cloud. It's not just uh, give me a virtual machine or give me a cloud instance, but give me an instance that's doing AI or instance that are doing big data analytics, those kinds of things, and more and more databases coming um, to the cloud. And, and this concept of databases that are increasingly distributed in, in, in ways. What do you think about this concept of new workloads entering the cloud in this multi-cloud kind of environment? Well, I think that since cloud first entered the enterprise and, and started providing resources beyond on-prem, I think that enterprises have been looking at ways um, to utilize cloud to get more agility and more capability for their organizations while they address things like HR challenges and core infrastructure challenges uh, within their on-prem management. We've seen a growth in the types of workloads that cloud service providers can support um, from that uh, traditional SaaS-based services to infrastructure as a service and even bare metal offerings. But also I think that we've seen that Customers are getting a bit more sophisticated on um, looking at where they place their data, what is their cloud strategy and multi-cloud strategy around data sovereignty, and utilizing the best-in-breed cloud providers to deliver those core capabilities to them. I think that um, that means a whole lot in terms of IT strategy for management of all these workloads, but it also means a lot for the infrastructure that underpins it. That's true. We think about the idea of, we used to think that would the enterprise even put stuff into the cloud? And now we see that's kind of a standard operating procedure. And the thing I always worry about is, are we, are they able to utilize both clouds? Is this multi-cloud thing even real? And it feels like more and more the concept of using the best in breed. I want to put some of my workload here and some work workload in another cloud or another portion of the cloud. And does it do they get what they need? And is it is there a an, 
an element inside the data center that says I can actually make this work with my regulations or my policies. And that concept of data sovereignty is a good one because it does feel like you get to this place of saying, I'm going to make decisions about where my data is stored and how my data is managed. And when I put that into this context of multiple clouds, you have new things to think about. Well, when you think about the birth of the cloud, often it was developers going straight to the cloud uh, without a lot of central IT involvement. And within that characteristic, a lot of developers don't care where the workload is residing in the world. Um, it's wild west. So with concepts of data sovereignty, I think that IT, and for another reasons, billbacks and all sorts of reasons, IT has gotten their hands around where in the organization are cloud resources being used today? Where is data residing? And do we know where all of our organizational data is? And just a, a plan around all of that. And I think that with that has come you know, standards of what does it take to be a cloud service provider of record for a large enterprise? Um, and how does that work through the procurement process? I think that part of the industry has really grown up over the last, let's say, half a dozen years. Um, I think that the, the new thing is, what do you do when you are really relying on cloud service provider A, but they don't have a location um, for a particular part of your business? Or cloud service provider B just happens to have better configurations for a particular workload you're trying to land in the public cloud? I think that's where multi-cloud comes in, and that's where things get really fun for IT administrators in terms of managing across these disparate environments. You wonder how um, how governance is going to shape up with the introduction of multi-cloud in the environment. And I always wonder if you're going to see this pathway to approved vendor lists, AVLs, like we see in inside large enterprise. And I assume they'll have the same kind of thing. You can use this cloud here for this particular workload or this particular region, and this work, this cloud here for um, reach into a, another part of the ge geographic reach, I guess. Or is there something about about how they're going to manage these the limitations or how they're going to set limitations or, or guardrails for what the enterprise's IT is going to can support for their users? You know, that's a good question. And I think that you know, one of the challenges and one of the things that IT organizations really want is a single uh, pane of glass in terms of management of all these resources and real control about, you know, movement between them. You know, one of the big advantages of cloud is this concept of app portability, especially around cloud native workloads. But the reality is it's not so easy uh, to transport these workloads sometimes, and, and that can be a challenge. I think that when you think about where enterprises are today, I think that they're, you know, they're landing workloads within different cloud environments. I don't see a lot of migration between cloud environments happening today. I think they want that. And I think that mm -hmm. they're having pools of workloads being managed based on where their their service provider is, and then, of course, their own on-prem resources. When we look forward, this gets more complex because you enter edge into it and you enter, you know, an exponential potentially amount of additional locations, different service providers working at the edge, all sorts of complexities, and just workload variation of infrastructure looks different at the edge than it does in that concept of infinitely scalable capability in the large cloud data centers. Now, some of these challenges I think are right 
for tackling right now by the industry to help prevent some complexity getting like away from enterprises as they manage this broader distributed computing landscape? It feels like edge is one of those things that's going to be an area that is going to drive a lot of excitement and probably even more demand for this multi-cloud type of uh, footprint or infrastructure. Figure an edge is going to be connected to um, sources of data generation or data capture. And it feels like that world is going to be an area where geographic reach matters Mm -hmm. a lot. Computational support matters a lot. And I wonder if the industry is ripe for another transition as the edge becomes more prevalent. And as a result, uh, you bring that edge data, either either you compute it locally or process uh, summaries of the data and then ship it back or ship it all back. But there's this idea of you got to utilize a cloud resource to get the reach. That doesn't mean that there, every cloud you need is going to be in every region. So that probably necessitates a move to multi-cloud. I remember an interview that I did years ago. It was in the space of high-performance computing. And one of the scientists was telling me that the data that they wanted to aggregate um, across different medical centers, the only way they could do it was putting it on hard drives and shipping it to one central location. So the network couldn't even move the data. Um, And I think that that just tells the story of while while there's data gravity at the edge, there's also going to be compute gravity of where do you place compute at the edge to do the analysis that you want um, on site and then maybe ship insights back into the cloud. And I think, you know, that's one vision. The other is there's a lot of industries that just have some specific compute needs, whether it's retail environment and gas stations, oil and gas fields, like all sorts of different things where you have sensors in a manufacturing floor or you've got point of sale transactions that need to be captured. Really, the possibilities are endless, but that's almost you know another form of far-edge computing that is, again, a great source of data gathering, but requires a very different footprint. You're not doing genomic sequencing at the edge. In that case, you may just be collecting some point-of-sale data and making sure that that's uh, captured in your CRM um, applications appropriately. Um, because of that, And because of the fact that it is the edge, which means it's not in a central data center where you've got IT resources in case something breaks, um, you've got redundancy, you've got all these things, Um, infrastructure has to work differently. And ideally, you've got a central IT team that is managing all of this. And so how do you take what we've learned from the cloud around management and orchestration of workloads and the way that workloads have been created to be resilient and all of the things that we've learned and apply it to the edge where you're dealing with a different environment, where you're dealing with different core capabilities. I think it's a really interesting area for AMD to be involved in terms of providing right-sized computing in all of those locations. And I think that obviously, the AMD Epic processors are doing a fantastic job within the cloud service providers. You've got an opportunity uh, to expand that and, and grow into these nascent areas where really the industry is going to be looking to deliver a ton of different edge capabilities, you know, right-sized Goldilocks, if you will, type uh, compute, depending on what the implementation is. 
I think you're right. I think that the big gains we've made in efficiency and performance for by reduced power, you think about the edge of the network is not just a, a small dumb device capturing a few bits of, of logic. It's capturing big and diverse sets of data flows. As a result, you want to have enough computational support at the end, but you must be efficient. And I think we talk about in retail, you don't want to have this loud fan <laughs> blowing all over the place for a heavy duty server. You want to have something that is, is lightweight and efficient enough capture and do its capture the data, do its localized processing, but also be quiet to fit in the environment that it fits in. I think that sort of distributed computing area is going to demand these kind of gains in efficiency. I think that the other area to watch for is just how do, how are applications created? How do microservices and things like WebAssembly come into play where maybe part of the application is running at the edge and then the other part of the application is running in the cloud? You know, really the disaggregation of these core capabilities is an interesting thing to think about because it really breaks apart the way that we viewed computing for such a long time, that a workload lands on a piece of hardware. Uh, there are interesting trends and parallel trends that are going on in terms of disaggregation of hardware with technologies like CXL, and you, know, you can argue UCIE will come into play in that. And that primarily is thought of as something that will change things in the cloud, but could have long-term implications on edge infrastructure as well. But then you also see applications becoming break, broken apart into pieces. So it's really becoming this incredible game of Tetris, I think, of you know, where do you land your apps? What part of the apps? Where do you land your infrastructure? How does your infrastructure look? I think that the net is that IT administrators are given a lot more tools than maybe they had before if they can get savvy with these new technologies to take advantage, uh, really dialing in the infrastructure and applications that are needed, placing them in the place that's optimal for their business and just really taking off. I totally agree. It feels like this trend to cloud native computing and this trend to con containers, Kubernetes or, or microservices are almost tailor-made or at least ideal for this move to kind of more disparate um, edge-based architecture where you could imagine a microservice sitting only on the edge device, capturing data, processing localized data, and then shipping that data, another microservice shipping that data off to the home office mm -hmm. or, or as it were. But I do think that the whole concept of breaking complex applications up into small microservices or small container-based elements give you ability to drive fan out to computational capabilities across a broad edge-based range. And, and I think that there's so much of the industry. I just finished my edge report uh, about a month ago. There's so much of the industry that's focused here in terms of innovation. And every aspect of innovation is being fueled to take advantage of this distributed computing capability because folks know that if you're able to connect things based on distributed locations, you're able to optimize your compute in a way that could never be done with a cloud or data center centric approach. And it's not that data center and large cloud environments aren't going to continue to thrive and grow in this time period, but there's just certain things that based on the laws of physics and how fast we can move light um, that we're not able, to, or uh, electrons, um, we're not able 
uh, to compute across these vast distances. So I'm really excited about it. And I'm, I'm excited, you know, because, you know, I'm a hardware geek at heart. I'm really excited to see what kind of infrastructure is delivered and um, what core capabilities are delivered foundationally from silicon. I think that's going to be really fascinating over the next few years. I'm really excited about it too, Allison. Thank you so much. I think that lots of food for thought in, in what we need to be doing to drive to the edge and support this multi-cloud trend going forward. And I, I really appreciate your time. and I'm super excited about it too. Thanks so thank for having you. me on. Thanks for joining AMD Tech Talk. Find out more about the technologies discussed today at www.amd.com. 